Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Whittacombe. Welcome to Parents in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern-day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or, hopefully, how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice, and, of course, tales of parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by the Inspire Collection by Kalia. You shouldn't settle for just any old pair of leggings. You deserve something better, something designed with you in mind, like the new Inspire leggings by Kalia. Their most versatile collection yet, made for any workout. They're lightweight, buttery soft, breathable, and made with lycra adaptive fiber, which molds to your body for a barely there supportive fit. It's perfect for wherever your wellness routine takes you. Shop the Inspire Collection by Kalia now, exclusively at Dick's Sporting Goods. Hello, you're listening to Parent in Hell with... Can you say Rob... Bob... Beckett. Beck. And can you say Josh... Josh. Widdicombe. Widdicombe. I don't... It's the child beatboxing. I don't know. I feel... It felt... It felt like they're using Anton Dubeck's Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I should I should say about Anton Debeck's Wi-Fi last week. We try our best to keep the quality as good as we can, but and it's quite difficult to talk Did about we this. Get but some I complaints do complaints about Anton Debeck's Wi-Fi. No, a couple of people moaned. But what I would say is, when you get anyone that's off the telly and over fifty, you're very much dealing with an iPad and hope. Yeah, I mean, he, there's no... he can foxtrot, but he can't use a dongle. Let's be honest. But that's not just Anton. That's fine. In general, when you're on the people are on the telly that are over fifty, they, they they don't they're not sort of grassroots like we are with uh, setting up our computers ourselves kind of things. Very much. I I, I think it would be to... off brand for Anton Dubeck to be across modern technology. Imagine if he had a gaming chair and a big like curved <laughs> screen, like a street like a Twitch streamer. So, um, but who was that, Josh? Introducing oh, us. Um, hi, Rob, Josh, and sexy voice Michael. This is Lyra. Say your names. Aged 14 months. Go on. Uh, big fans of you guys. I listen weekly to your podcast. Purchased audiobooks of both your books. Bought the Parenting House signed book and the audiobook. Oh, wow. She Thank adds, you very much. I'm pretty much keeping you guys in business. Although I am unwilling to download a second free app to listen to your podcast. Is that what she said? No, I'm joking, obviously. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah the... I forgot about this. Because we announced that we're moving to Spotify exclusively, which yep. is still free to still listen to. Still free. It's completely free. Uh, when we announced it, obviously, we were expecting people to be a little bit confused. But then we explained that you can still download the podcast for free and download Spotify for free and listen for free. Yeah. Um, there are adverts on Spotify. Have you outlined the free, on free element of that? Well, 
I understood that people would be confused and we explained it to them and a lot of people were fine. But the ones I couldn't get my head around are ones going, I just don't want another app on my phone. And I felt like on the list of things I give a fucking shit about, how many apps someone has on their phone really isn't one of them. No, well... Because <laughs> you know what? No, how many apps? I've got hundreds of fucking apps and I've never thought I've got, about I've it. I've got hundreds of fucking shit apps on my phone. I mean, what even is Stampy UK? I don't... I, that's an app I downloaded once to work out stamp duty. I'm just looking at my apps here. I've got Shopkins Run for the kids when their iPads run out of battery. Yeah. What three words? What the fuck is that? I've got Discord. Downloaded it, never used it. But fair enough. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, from next, the next episode will be uh, only available on Spotify. Um, anyway, let me talk about my day. So I've had a howler of a day. Go on. School run. Walking yeah. into school. We are literally at the door where they're going, like sort of the little entrance bit. Massive fox shit on the floor. I say, don't tread in that. A child could never have stepped in it more squarely or full on. And then she put her foot up, absolutely covered in fox shit. So then, but then I I am thinking, oh, I had to go to the the teacher at the gate. I was like, oh, she's trodding fox poo? I don't really know what to do. Obviously, I knew what to do. It was like, you've got to wash it off. But I was like, I'm not at home and I'm like... I can't just bowl into the school. You can't take her all the way home, though. Exactly. So I, I, they were like, okay, well, we'll sort it out. I was like, oh, no, 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 I'm not expecting you to clean the shoe. I was just basically, it was so British. Basically, yeah. I should have just gone, excuse me, can I use your toilet? Because she's got fox pill on her shoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then gone in or just said, can I use, her to, use the toilet? But um, So I had to take the shoe off. I carried her in um, and then I spent 10 minutes cleaning fox poo and I'm going to send you the picture out of the shoe and it was fine Rob no no it was grooved it was grooved it was grooved in look at the picture I'll put it on Instagram that is a killer right oh game over right off the shoe right off the shoe well no where's your daughter at this point stood in the toilet with you she's waiting in reception with one shoe on talking to the receptionist yeah okay I'm in the toilet and then I'm like, right, the only thing in there is toilet tissue, but it isn't got, it no, hasn't got a sharp enough. No, that's not going to do it. Exactly. It hasn't got a sharp enough edge, has it, yeah, to get in the groove? Exactly, unless you're willing to put your nails behind the toilet Absolutely paper. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, not me. That not is not me, me. Not me, sir. Right. So what would you do in that situation? Um, I just think one shoe's fine. Um, what would I do in that situation? I nearly spat my coffee I, on the table. I think I would. I think you have to go to the cafeteria and get a knife. <laughs> No. Well, also now I'm thinking, oh God, I don't want my daughter to be like getting embarrassed and straight. You know, it's the first, you know, yeah. it's like she's the first year. She don't want to be known as Fox Poofer. First day after half term as well. Fox Poofer and all stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, they've come up with something better than that, I imagine. I yeah. went into my pop wallet. Yeah. Cut a card. No, because I didn't want to, because I don't want to do it on a bank card because I've got to touch that and use that. I was looking through my card and I need all them cards. Can I and have then- another guess? Yeah. Fold a receipt twice so you've got a kind of point from the hardness of that receipt. Right. That's what I was after. No receipts. Do you know what oh I had in there? Oh, my God. Not I one had... of our condoms. My... T- <laughs> I, had, I had my ticket to the UFC. Oh, the... oh no. Right. And that oh, was... No. I love keeping my tickets when I've gone to an event. Yeah. And then Never the other look one... Never ever again, but you do put them in a box and then think, one day I'll go through <laughs> them day... and imagine, one day I'll remember one all day those my things. children will launch them in a skip when I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I thought, I oh, know, I don't want... I want to keep the UFC ticket. So I used what else I had in there. And I'm a bit ashamed of this, Josh. No. It was a stamp. A stamp? 
Not with not with the face of our dead monarch. Yeah. Oh Rob. I know. Oh no. Oh no. Used her face. Wait, but Rob. What? Was was the stamp mounted on a piece of card, right? Is that so the what? stamp was mounted on a piece of card. Couldn't you just take the stamp off and stick it to the UFC ticket? I should have done that. <laughs> oh no, Rob. Rob, you could be hung for treason for this. I used a queen's head. Okay, well, let's not go too graphic. Let's not go too too graphic because the Daily Mail will jump on this. Sky TV comic in Queen Fox. No, it'll be Radio Radio 2 host. Radio 2 host. (laughs) Smears shit on dead monarch face. All publicity is good publicity. Uh, yeah, so, but, is but, it though? Is it? I had to do it, so I had to. That's all I had. But what I should have done is peeled Lizzie off yeah. and stuck it to something yeah. else, and then used the mounted bit of card. Yeah, yeah, you should have done that. But instead, you just you just folded the card in two to get a tight corner. A good edge. Good edge. And then I and I, and I sort of zoomed it round and got it out, and then flushed the t- tissue paper, and then put the shoe underneath a tap. Great work. How about you, Josh? Yeah, it was uh, well. Um, I think it's time for our guest, Rob. I've got anecdotes, but I'm going to save them for Tuesday. Do you want me to redo them on my phone to, as a kind of little taster? Okay, cool. We, yeah, go on then. What yeah. the, give me the headlines. Uh, two rices, end of play date, pack lunch, and top knot. So okay. that's something to look forward to. Four yeah. anecdotes for Tuesday. Wow. <laughs> what a... Joe, I literally didn't care about any of them. <laughs> But no, do you know what? Two Rices got me. Yeah, excited about Two Rices. Two Rices rices and Top Knot. End of play day and pat lunch. I think there needs to be another thing in there. Okay. Uh, Surprise end to play date. No, I like it. Yeah. And worrying success of pat lunch. Oh, that's better. Yeah. Now I'm teased. Yeah, and I'm going to change the others to the Top Knot debate. Like it, yep. And Two Rice humiliation. Oh, that's isn't that better? We're learning to be broadcasters. <laughs> Live, this is exciting, isn't it? Yeah, this is it, Rob. Well, it's something to look forward to on Tuesday, <laughs> and people at home enjoying our creative process. <laughs> I'm buzzing. We're, yeah, we're both so excited with that. We're really, we're really chuffed with ourselves. <laughs> Basically, you said four things, and I thought that sounds shit. And then now you've sexed it up, right? Our guest this week, Simon Gregson. He's got three children. Yeah, and he has been Steve McDonald for twenty odd years, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, like probably that. more. Crazy. And also, his first ever thing he done, he's done outside of Coronation Street, is Queens for the Night, in where he does drag oh. a show. I'm a judge on, so we'll talk to him about that because that's quite a departure, isn't it, to go from Corrie for 25 years then drag? Yes, of course. Um, right, here's Simon Gregson. Please welcome to the podcast, Simon Gregson. <laughs> That that is the introduction. Is that is that right, Simon? That. that was perfect because <laughs> it was correct, wasn't it? It was very correct. Yeah, I can't say nothing around no. about it. You can't. You can't leave this with the ump after that. This no, is it. There'll yeah. be other reasons, it's but set not me that. Up for the day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where so, are you today? Oh yeah. Where are you at home? Uh, I'm at home. Yeah. I've been up quite early helping my wife bake. She's just bake. started um, doing a cafe up the road. So doing oh, a wow. cafe, running a cafe. Yeah. Yeah, she's taken over a cafe at Garden Centre. and um, So I'm making scones this morning for the first time ever in my life. 
Oh, right. Wow. Okay. Well, good How luck to the go? people eating those scones. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be sued by Wednesday. <laughs> um, now, Simon, I said we've we've met before because um, you was on Queen. Well, you're on Queens for the Night, which is on ITV this Saturday. Yeah. In your first sort of performative role outside of Steve McDonald on Corrie. Absolutely right. Yeah. And so, how yeah. long have you been Steve McDonald for on Corrie? Thirty-three years. Wow. 33 years. And then yeah, the first, because you've, you've done like a lot of the celebrity shows like Catchphrase and Family Fortunes and those sort of things. Yeah. But after 33 years, you've taken on the role as a drag queen. So before we get onto the kids, that I just was so yeah. shocked. Well, it's a natural transition. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How was that the first thing you did outside of Steve McDonald? <laughs> it, was, it was really fun, you know. I mean, my agent, you know, it gave me, um, it asked me whether I wanted to do it or not. And I was like, well, yeah, why wouldn't I? You've got to show you've got range, Rob. This is the opposite of what you Now he's making scones. <laughs> he's a changed man. This is it, yeah. I was in my pinny this morning. I've not stopped. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Steve, anyway, you was brilliant on that. We can talk about that a bit more uh, later on. It's on, um, I think, Saturday night on ITV. But point of the episode, let's talk about your kids. How many kids you got? What are their ages? I've got three boys. I've got Alfie, who's 15. I've got Harry, who is 13. And I've got Henry, who is six. They're the most amazing boys. We're so very, very lucky with them most of the time. Most of the time. They get on really well. Uh, there is a lot of testosterone there, so there is a lot of fighting. Um, not to the point where there's blood drawn or, you know, they get out swords or anything. But <laughs> yeah. typical brothers just rolling around and winding each other up. But uh, apart from that, they're great. They're really great. We are blessed with them. They're very good boys. And you said you're not very um, good at computers when we were setting up this Zoom. And I'm I can shocking. see on your Zoom it says Alfie. So are you on your son's laptop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it was originally my laptop, but now it's ended up as Alfie's, like most of the things in the house. <laughs> He's got a very small bedroom with all of our stuff in it. And how old's Alfie? 15? 15, yeah. And um, what's, it, what's it like with teenage? Is it, is they hit that sort of teenage angst yet? Do they sort of hate you now, or is it a bit not as bad as the uh, people make it out? You know what? It's not as bad as people make out with us, um, I think... Because I, I have a friend who had a teenage daughter, who obviously she's not a teenager anymore, but when she was, she was not impressed with her dad at all. I think yeah. boys are a lot easier as teenagers. You still get that kind of, oh, oh, do I really, do I have to? And they do walk into things a lot. He's very gangly. He's forever stubbing <laughs> his toe. Really? Yeah. Because they're sort of not grown into their bodies yet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's got no cut. He, he doesn't realise that the toe, the toes have got bigger, the arms have got longer, <laughs> and he, he's finding it hard to navigate. You know, so there's a lot of that. And you say that they're, they're. It's not that they're not impressed. Are they impressed by Steve McDonald? No. No. No, they're not Do interested they... in it at all. It annoys them actually. When Does we it? go out, it annoys them. Me and Harry. Uh, my middle boy, uh, we went out to supermarket the other day. And, uh, of course, people stop and they stare. And, you know, yeah. the usual one is uh, they, they kind of double take and, and they're wondering whether it's you or not. Uh, and they're, they're going, is it, isn't it, is it, isn't it? They even say it out loud sometimes. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Yeah, no, yeah, it yeah. isn't. <laughs> well, I can hear you. I'm not dead. I mean, you guys must get it but Harry finds it fascinating and starts to copy them and like walking around after them doing what they were doing. What at them? <laughs> well, yeah, so they can see. He's like, uh, why do they do this, Dad? 
and then and then walk around and look at you like this. Why do they do that? So they can hear, and they're all in, terribly embarrassed and walk away. He's being defend. He's a bit protective of you. They then. are very protective of it. Yeah, yeah. They, they they kind of don't. It doesn't compute for them like it doesn't compute for me. Even after all these years, I kind of get it. You know, on a kind of logical level. Mm. Um, but um, I, I really don't understand it somehow. There is a level of like fame that I think of being on a soap like Coronation Street for that long is that everybody knows who you are. It's sort of like, you know, a few people like, will say hello to me and Josh because, if they watch odd programmes and stuff, but everyone knows who's on Corrie. It's the, crazy. You know what I mean? It's almost like, a bit like being a prime minister. Like if you're in one of the pri- prime minister or one of the, like, the cabinet offices, everyone sort of knows you because they're always there on the telly every night yeah. kind of thing. A mate of mine who joined the show had done a lot of films, like really big films, and he'd done a lot of drama. You know, he was a very well-known actor, and he said, God, you, you, when you get recognised all the time in Manchester, it must do your head in. You must come to London. It does not as bad there. I don't get any either. So I said, London's just as bad. I said, listen, wait until your character's on TV, sure enough. Yeah, he was getting yeah. hassled everywhere. I said, that, that's soaps, you know. You're in people's front rooms yeah. all the time. And so your sons would never watch, would they ever watch Corey? I mean, that'd yeah, be, I suppose I it'd be weird ever. for you. you. You don't, do you ever sit down and watch it? That'd be weird. You know it? what? I don't. I, I used to <laughs> a long time ago because uh, a friend of mine, well, a couple of friends of mine um, in the uh, in the sound department used to set ch- challenges for me saying, I bet you can't do this. Uh, and I'd say, well, I bet I can. And then I'd see if, it would, if it's past the edit and gone out. <laughs> and it always did. <laughs> <laughs> well, for some reason, I started going ah, before every sentence. <laughs> just, just for something to do, because after 30 odd years, you get really bored. So I was like, ah, I think I'll have a pint of lager, please. You know, just simple things like that. So, my mate Coiny and my mate Etch, God rest his soul. He said, I bet you can't do it uh, from the door all the way to the other side of the rover's bar. Which <laughs> and I did. Yeah. And it went out. <laughs> Stuff like scratching my bum and sniffing my fingers, that's gone out as well. Really? It's just sneak through the edit. Yeah, it's great. And so when you do the uh, from the door to the bar, did the director not go, what are you doing? Well, it's, more than often, I'm going back quite a few years, more than often we kind of been out with the director the night before, so we'd all, we'd all had such a good laugh, nobody really cared. And it was like, yeah, we get it, do it. But people seem to like that anyway, so... Yeah, no, it's, I think your, your character sort of gets away with that a little bit, doesn't he, though? Because he's a bit more, you know, if, if he was just scary, you know, there's always like a scary one who's going to be like the end up killing someone or attacking someone. If they start going like, into the bar, it would be... <laughs> yeah, I seem to really get away, especially when Anchorman came out and I was like religiously watching The Simpsons. I was introducing those. I just got away with murder, yeah. And it's just made life very, very easy for me at work. <laughs> but I suppose your kids aren't going to watch it. Not many teenage boys sit down and watch Corrie every night, do they? How no, dare no, you, Rob? Well, did you when you were young? I used to love EastEnders when I was Rob, a teenager. It was, it was the biggest thing with teenagers at my school was Corrie. No, you joking? Really? Yeah, of course not. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was getting into that. Now. I was like, really? Yeah. Like, I'm going to go down to Devon, do some PAs. It wasn't blurby oasis, mate. It was about Corrie v. Emmerdale in my school. That's, that was the big rivalry. So your boys aren't into it, but we will obviously come to real-life parenting, but on the Corrie thing, what's it like acting with the young kids on Corrie? Well, you know what? When I was acting with Ellie, 
Yeah. Ellie Mulvaney, who plays my daughter, Amy. She was about eight when she started. And uh, very, very sweet, very lovely girl, uh, but was, would, would bully me kind of into playing with her all the time. <laughs> so it's like, right, we're going to do this with a doll or colouring in or whatever it was. And I'm like, well, um, I'm just going to... No, you're not. So we do this, do that anyway. <laughs> but she made me want to have a daughter. Because, oh, really? Yeah, because obviously... So when, when a little girl like that plays your daughter for so long and you watch them grow, you become very protected of them. You know, I've known her mm-hmm. all my life. I'm like, you know, our older brother, I guess. But in the early, because I've always wanted a kid since I was about 18, really. I always wanted like a mini me. And, <laughs> yeah. um, and now you've got three of them. Now I've got three of them. What have I created? I've created, <laughs> created things that should not have not have been created. But yeah, she, she, she made me want to have a little girl because she's such a gorgeous, cute little thing, you know. And I was like, I, I, I want one of those at home, you know. So, but you're not going, you're not going again. Are you all done? Are you your six year old's youngest? Yeah, I got the doctors to get his scissors out. Yeah, three is Did enough. Did you? Oh, oh yeah. Talk us through that. Well, it not, not too, not too. Well, actually, go for it. Yeah. It was absolutely painless. Absolutely. Was it? Apart, from, apart from the big needle that goes in your plum, so to speak. That right. was a bit of a sting. They basically a, a big needle in the balls. Big needle in, in, the, the ball. in the sack in, or the in, actual in the ball? Sack or the testicle? In the actual, I don't know. Because <laughs> they won't let you look, you know? Oh, all right. So I've got this. But you're awake for the whole thing. In. Yeah, you're awake for the whole thing, yeah. But, you, you know, whatever they put in there, it's it's you're so numb, you can't feel a thing. Mm. And then they actually make the incisions and they, 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 they kind of cut the tube, and then they, um, they cauterise it and tie them together. And then they sew you all up. But at, at the head end, there's a nurse holding my hand. And she's like talking to me about the Lake District for some strange reason to try and keep my mind off things. But she kept looking down the business end and pulling this face as like disgusting. <laughs> How do anyone not helping? Stop pulling their faces. <laughs> but yeah, I was fine. I was in a jock strap for a week and then I was all right. It's fine. So there's a, is there a six year, seven year gap between your middle and youngest? Uh, the rich, yeah. Yeah, so how, how was that? Because you've basically got all the nappies out the way, all the baby stuff, you've got proper children that are at school, and then the little one comes along. Was it a bit of a, a shock to the system, or did you have, like, did you enjoy it more because you were experienced with the kids? Well, I think we enjoyed it more, much more. And, of course, we were a lot older, a bit more sensible, because, of course, when Alfie was born, it was a bit of an inconvenience to the social life. <laughs> so um, we didn't really like him for a while. Uh, how, old was you? how old was you when he was born? Oh, crikey, what will that have been? Uh, early 30s. Early 30s, yeah. So we were like, oh, this is like, we have to like take care of it and stuff. This is annoying. And then, uh, of course, uh, then you get used to it and you have, you, you know, you have another one because obviously we wanted him to have, a, you know, a sibling. Uh, and, of course, we we adored him so much. We were like, we need more. I mean, my wife would have about 7,000 children if she could. <laughs> it's like Mother Manchester, you know. But we missed Alfie and because, uh, well, say we missed Alfie. We haven't thrown him out just yet. But um, it, because he was getting older, um, Emma was like, oh, my God, he's getting so old. I'm, I'm, my baby's going. I'm like, he's like nine. I'm like, what? <laughs> um, so we, we had another one. And yeah. um, she, you know, and, and he was, he, what, what a joy. Absolute joy he is, yeah. 
It's great. When you had um, Alfie, your, your eldest, how busy was the schedule with like your filming and stuff? And like, how much how, were you involved, or were you? Did you get paternity leave on Corrie? How does it work? Uh, you get a couple of weeks, um, but you, you had to choose that couple of weeks. And I'm like, well, I don't <laughs> know when he's going to be born. Yeah. So I was like, oh. well, and Alfie was two weeks late. So I think I got a week with him. Oh, so um, you just had a week week of week off waiting. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, but I was working a lot then when Alfie was born. Uh, they were 11, 12-hour days every day. Um, oh and, and for months and months and months, years even, I guess. And then the same with Harry. So, we, But with Henry, work had kind of petered down a bit. Um, well, I wasn't heavily storylined as much. I got to spend a lot more time with Henry. But also when Henry was born, Emma was quite ill. Uh, afterwards, uh, she lost a couple of pints of blood. Oh, no. Uh, so I had Henry from the offset and Henry kind of, st- we had one of those cots that attached to your bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he was with us then and he's been in our bed ever since. So and he's, is he still in bed with you now? He always comes in, always. Yeah, and he comes in and he goes, can I get in here? And we're like, no, Henry, And if it's like very late, well, like, it's easier just to let him in. Plus we yeah. love having him in. Yeah. yeah. And is he the youngest, did you say? He's the youngest, yeah, but Alfie still gets in. And he's, he's like my size now. <laughs> he's just a bloke. <laughs> yeah, he just gets in and he gets in for a cuddle and then all three of them, then the two dogs get in. We actually had to buy a bigger bed. We were like, we need a bigger bed. We've got like jaws of the bedroom. Because that's the thing is like, you have this thing where it's like, don't have your children in your bed. Cause but the fact is most parents are like, if, I quite like having them in the bed a bit. Do you know what I mean? I... Yeah, totally. I love, and I did a bit of research on it. Not for I want what somebody had mentioned it, and I followed up on what they'd said. And apparently, it's really good for them to be in the bed. Some people say, mm. you know, it has that bond, like you know, when you go back yeah. to being in caves, or you know, when we were we in trees or whatever. You know, everyone's all huddled together, so yeah. it's kind of normal and natural. But yeah, we you can't, tell we, yourself we, that. I tell myself that all the time when I'm looking at my wife going, why is the child in between us? It's been a week. <laughs> yeah, there was a bump between us. Now there's an actual thing here. And are you, what are you like as a parent? Are you you seem quite like the way you talk about them. I can imagine you're quite kind of pally and not, I can't imagine you as a, a strong figure of authority, a distant figure of authority. Is that fair? I do lay down the law. You know, we are kind of best friends and everything, but there's, there is a, there is a line that I, that I won't allow to be crossed, you know, uh, because they do test your boundaries and I'm, I have to pull them up and say, look, I'm your dad. I'm, I'm not your mate, you know, so don't talk to me like that and this, that and the other. And, yeah. you know, they have to do as the talk. But um, but for most times uh, we are we do just laugh a lot and you know we're a very cuddly house so we do cuddle a lot. What are their sort of hobbies? Because when they get to that teenage age, they sort of find their group, whether they're football or they're gaming or ru- off to rugby. Have they got things that they do and you have to become a fan of it? Yeah, the football mad, and I'm not a fan of football at all. I never have been. Oh, and, that's um, difficult. Yeah. So <laughs> and all three of them play. All right, and you so live in the training. main city for football. As yeah, well. the football mad. I mean, we went. We got a takeout from a local um, uh, Italian uh, last night, and Alfie went mad about an hour later, saying, "You've got to take me back because Ronaldo had walked in." Oh, I really? said, well, "What do you want me to do?" He said, "Well, I want you to drop me off. I'm going to go in and get a picture." I went, "No, you're not. The guy's <laughs> having his dinner." A and B, you probably find there's a load of retired SAS sat around <laughs> making people like you don't go over 
I said, no, it's not happening. So have you had to get into football then? Yes, yeah, so, but you know what? Because because the, the your kids, you know, it's very easy to do. And they are very, very good. And um, yeah, I mean, when it's raining and it's cold, I kind of fake an injury. Oh, yeah. I've got a bone in my leg, I can't go. But uh, <laughs> most of the time I'm there. Mummy is very, very, very much uh, a touchline parent. So she... Oh, does, she really? shout, does she shout yeah. out and stuff? Uh, no, no. That's the one thing we've never done. We do witness all that. Like, and I'm like, well, that's not helping, is it? Yeah. You know, yeah. They're, they're concentrating for one and two, just shut up. You know. Have you ever had to say anything, you know, to another parent if they've had a go at your kid or their kid's been a bit aggressive to your kid? Have you ever had to step in? Because it must be weird now they're getting like to 15 because the kids could beat you up, essentially. Well, they're massive now, aren't they? <laughs> what is it? What is it with this generation of kids that they're all massive? <laughs> it's like the land of the giants now, isn't it? They're huge. I don't get it at all. <laughs> And they're all working out as well. Yeah, Alfie's ripped. <laughs> and it really does my head in. <laughs> Even the six-year-old's ripped. He says he's got a two-pack. Like I've got a two-pack, Daddy. I'm like that, okay. It does fill me with hope. Like, you're like, oh, God, I might not have to deal with my daughter's drinking or something because they'll be too busy, you know. Being That's in the gym. totally, yeah. Just go and calm the... down on the protein shakes, love. It's just too much. Just <laughs> stay with her. Two scoops only tonight. Only yeah. two scoops of fuel. How many apples have you had? Are you mental? <laughs> That's nearly cider now. Yeah. That's eight balled eggs. You won't shit for a week. <laughs> <laughs> but that's one of the benefits because smoking, drinking, it's the furthest thing from, from there. What about vaping? Vaping's quite popular with teenagers. No, that's not massively no. against it. Yeah, It's very, very much about fitness and football and, you know, really lucky, really lucky. I, I try and I want to try and be like a sort of, you know, like a bit like your parents, Josh, quite relaxed and like, yeah, we'll find your own way. But if my kids came home with a vape, I'd launch it. I'd just pick, I'd grab it off them and throw it. And go oh, yeah. and, and just go mental, but <laughs> things are a bit of an what archaic about, approach. Would you prefer a cigarette, Rob, to a vape? I I think I'd respect that more. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I used to smoke. I used to smoke. I haven't smoked for like four months, and I, I haven't drank for, for for longer. And I used to sit there, you know, with a glass of wine and a fag, and be yeah. like that, saying, "Don't ever drink and smoke." <laughs> you know, so yeah. it's like I'm going to have to lead by example here. Yeah, exactly. Especially if they're all ripped, they're going to start beating you up soon. I think they, well, they already can. They jump out. I mean, scare me all the time. They hide in cupboards and like the wash basket and stuff. Yeah, we used to bully our dad a little bit. I think when there's three boys, we used to like jump out on him and jump on him and like because after a while, you do get bigger in him and stronger in him. Oh yeah. So yeah. that's what's happening to I'm you. I'm just on the cusp at the moment of losing. So is it just constantly jumping out on you and things like that? Yeah, and they sneak in. They sneak in on the hands and knees into the bedroom. And then they'd wait for a while and they'd just jump out from the side of the bed and you're like, ah! <laughs> yeah, Because my daughter does that and she's tiny, she's three, but a 15-year-old bloke going, in your yeah, it's awful. It's horrible. And if I come out the bathroom, they're there like, ah! I'm like, ah! You have to go back to the bathroom. For God's sake. That's what I was going to ask. Um, so, you know, your kids are teenage boys. They're not really watching you on Corrie. How do they feel about you going in full drag for the show, Queens for well, the Night? They've, they've not thanked me for it. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting a load of grief because I'd come second 
on I'm a Celebrity. So I was, I was the country's second best celebrity. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, so they were getting hammered for that. As... So they were getting hammered for that. And who now was it? I'm who won? Dressed as a woman. It who was won? Danny Miller. Danny Miller won, yeah. Also, another, also as well, you don't want to lose to another soap person, do you, really? Exactly, yeah. So they were like, you dead shit. So what the hell's going to happen this time round? I've no idea. I've got a pair of boobs on and a short skirt, you know? Will you watch it together, do you reckon, or it just be you and your wife and then the kids will watch it? Uh, I'll be watching it. Um, but with it, of course, it's bonfire night, isn't it? So they'll yeah. be out. Uh, I mean, I was going to go with them, but I broke my leg, you see. So Oh, you broke your leg? Yeah, man, yeah. How? Uh, walking across, literally just went over and it's rolled my ankle outside the back of the house. No. Yeah, you in a cast? I have. No, I was in a cave. It was done in six places, can you believe? <gasps> Jesus Christ. Yeah. When you was on Corrie, was she doing most of the sort of childcare then, if your days are that long? Was it, did you feel yeah. a bit guilty at points sometimes? Yeah, well, Emma had her own company at first. Uh, she folded that um, when Alfie was born. Uh, and so she's only just started this cafe. Yes, yeah, so 15 years, she's been housewife, you know, mom. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I did feel a bit guilty because she's, you know, it's a long time to be at home and she was going a bit mad with it. So were you working literally like 11, 12 hour days, five days a week on Yeah, no, I mean, it's, I, I was, I was for a while. Um, it depends on how many episodes you're in and how many scenes per episode you're in. So basically, if you're in a big storyline, you're going to be busy. Yeah. And it just so happened that around that time I was in big storylines. There was uh, Michelle uh, with, with Kim Marsh was was playing my wife at the time. And then Kate Kelly was playing my, my girlfriend, uh, which he cheated on with. And, and, you know, all this kind of stuff. So there was a lot of big storylines going on around that time. But, um, you know... I've gone a lot older now and a, and a bit plumper. I think they're, I think they're, I think they're focusing on the good-looking lads more than me. So <laughs> things have uh, things have petered down a bit. But I think I was kind of destined to be an actor because everything I watched on TV, I'd be that person as soon as the program had finished. Yeah. So right. if Tarzan was on, I was running around in underpants and my dad's scout knife tucked <laughs> in it. I wouldn't cut myself to pieces. I don't know. If uh, the A team was on, I'd leave batteries with strings on on the stairs, going like, right, "Don't step on that stair. It's a bomb." So all this stuff, but I, 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 I was always playing army. I was always outside me. I was completely yeah. camoed up, you know, in, in the camouflage gear, doing you know, doing garden hopping with a wooden gun. Really? That's what I did every night. Yeah, desperate to be a soldier. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what I wanted to be. Do you yeah. think you'd have been a good soldier? I think I'd have been. I had a lot of practice. <laughs> <laughs> On this show, Josh, um, yeah. Queens for Night, each uh, celebrity is given a, a category within drag. So some are doing yeah. lip syncing, some are singing, some are doing magic. You did a comedy set and um, mm. it was really good. I don't want to give away too much, but it was really good and really accomplished for someone that was their first ever gig. Is there is there a comedy career in the pipeline as the second part of Simon Gregson's career in entertainment? Well, we were thinking about it quite a while ago. Um, I'm, I'm very good friends. I've been for a while with a guy called John Maloney. Yeah, I know John Maloney. Well, yeah, me and him were thinking of doing, well, writing some comedy for me, and then me doing all the comedy clubs in in uh, in, in the UK and, and for charity. Yeah. So I was like, well, that's a nice thing to fall back on because I'm like, it's for charity, so people might laugh. Like, oh <laughs> no! Don't do it for charity. Do it for you. Do it for Fuck charity. them, and then you'll find out. <laughs> do the charity yeah. gig once you've got your gear together. Yeah. 
But I've always <laughs> been very interested in it because I just love comedy, you know, and I'm a big fan of you guys and watch all your stuff and everybody else. And, you know, I just find it, I just, I just, I just think it's a brilliant, you know, skill. You know, I just think, yeah, but I, I, I can imagine it's it, it, it can be very hard. Um, I was going to ask as well, what's holidays net like now with teenage boys? Are they bored? They don't want to go away with you or are they still loving it? No, they, they, they love it. We have kind of two separate holidays. So Emma takes the boys on like, because uh, they love like, you know, Benidorm and parts of Spain. What I can't go to because it would just be like a PA. Yeah. You just yeah. have a phone shoved in your face every two seconds, which has happened. So uh, Emma takes the boys alone on like for for a week on one of those, and then we go for like ten days, two weeks to somewhere nice, you know. Yeah, a bit more, uh, a bit quieter. Uh, well, yeah, can't, money doesn't buy your friends, but it buys you a better class of enemy kind of thing. <laughs> so... <laughs> you couldn't survive in Benidorm or like a Brits abroad place like that. No. Yeah, we'll get a villa basically. Yeah. But then that is a bit boring for they like the hotels and the other kids and all that kind of stuff in the pool. But as, as long as they've got a pool and as long as they've got a ball, they're fine. I mean, when Emma took them last like time, a seal, they... <laughs> a pool and a ball, very much like seals. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they, when Emma took them, they found um, like a local five-a-side pitch, and she had to take them every day. In fact, you had to buy them football boots because that's the one thing you don't take on holiday. Yeah. Oh, really? You should have just gone to goals for a week, the uh, exactly. five side place. <laughs> yeah, they'd love it. So where have they got this from? Is You're not interested in football at all. I'm not interested in football. Em- Emma was very- Emma used to play football when she was a kid and right. Emma's dad's massive into football. Right, uh, yeah. So they may have picked it up that way. And, of course, all the mates at school play football. And I guess if you start, you, you become good at something, you-, you become a bit more popular within your kind of... And it's your friendship groups all involved, yeah. isn't yeah. it? You can catch up with them. Yeah. So what, how you, if they're all playing football on a Sunday, how are you getting to them to all the games? Is it logistics a nightmare? Uh, logistics. It depends where they go. Uh, we're very, very lucky with Emma's uh, mum and dad and the grandparents. Um, when they were a lot younger, they used to kind of fight over who would look after them at the weekend. So we did have our Aww. weekend. We're absolutely so blessed with it all. It's so important to be near people that will help. Oh, absolutely. Like it's, it, it's, it's no prizes for being so like, I can do it on my own. And all, you know, that it, you do need help. And if oh, you can yeah. be near people that can help. Oh, yeah. I mean, you need a night off, you know, and, you know, you need to recharge the batteries, you know. And, uh, you know, sometimes not get up as early. But, yeah, Emma's dad will come and pick them up. Um, I'm able to drive now anyway, so I'll drop them off. But walking across the wet fields is is a no for me, because if I slip, I'm going (laughs) back to square one. Oh, God. Did they have to write that into Coronation Street that you broke your leg? Yeah, they've written it in, yeah. And did you have to film a scene where you broke your leg when you've already got a broken yeah, leg? Or did it just, you just... <laughs> we just kind of spoke about it, you know. It's kind of like when Bobby Ewing woke up in the shower. No one cares after five <laughs> yeah. minutes. <today>. Yeah. <laughs> did just be one line going, oh, you've heard Steve's broke his leg, yeah, yeah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Oh, and, then you, <laughs> and then you wheel in. Hi, yeah. right, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is busy. You know, it, I think it's only Tuesday we've got where we're not taking them to training. Really? Yeah, a lot of training, all separate days. Because they play for a Saturday and a Sunday team, the two older boys. Oh, my God. Yeah. God. So that is their life, basically. Yeah. Oh, well, not only that. Yeah, what am I talking about? They play a Saturday team and a Sunday team, and they play for the school team, both of them. You know, know, when, like, Klopp moans about 
them having to play you know, three games in two weeks. You're like, mate, these kids are playing three times a week and going to school and having to do homework. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And how about in like ac- academic stuff? Are they sort of still focusing on that as well as the football? Yeah, Alfie was kind of going a bit by the wayside because he got it in his head he will be a footballer one day. Maybe that was my fault saying, if you if, if you think it and dream it big enough, it will happen, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but then I realised, so I said to him, look, you know, um, the better you are at school, the more they'll like that as well, because it shows you're dedicated, especially in something you're not really bothered, you can't be bothered yeah. doing. If you show dedication towards it, they'll, they'll like that. His, his homework's improved massively since then. Oh, really? Good <laughs> technique. And Harry, Harry's good in school anyway, so. Yes, oh, good. Yes, right. um, Josh, we do the final question for yeah, Simon? It's, it's, it's a classic final question that we always do. Um, so uh, it's very simple. Uh, what one thing uh, does your wife do parenting that um, annoys you, but you haven't said it to her, but were she to listen to this podcast, that's a way to communicate it. And also as a kind of, because we felt that was too negative, we realised that two and a half years into the podcast. <laughs> what one thing does she do? Uh, how would you phrase this bit, Rob? Well, one thing she does that's amazing and that you absolutely love, but you don't always tell her how good that yeah. is. But we're really <laughs> focusing on the first one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, the first one yeah, uh, yeah. is um, if, if if I get a bit too shouty with them, uh, lose my temper too much, I'm told, you know, like, you know, just calm down a bit. And I'm like, but when you lose your temper, there are people on the space station that can hear it. You know? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, hang on a minute. Um, so there is that. Um, but the one thing she, she does, which is amazing, is that she never lets them sit still or be bored. You know, she'll take them here, there, and everywhere. You know, if if it's the school holidays, it's like they have to be doing something every day. Um, and you know, she she regardless of how tired she is or anything, she'll always make time and do something with them. You know. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Not with me. She hates me. Yeah. <laughs> she's she got you the making kids. the scones that's the main thing this is it yeah i'm just the guy with the flower do you want to give the <laughs> do you want to give the cafe a shout out so the listeners can come yeah. and buy a scone oh yeah go on then morley tea rooms in wimslow morley uh, tea rooms morley in wimslow tea, yes very very nice homemade cakes but the scones are the best thank you <laughs> oh. <laughs> morley's tea rooms uh but brilliant cheers thanks, thanks that's amazing Simon. It's been and a um, pleasure to talk to you you too, Josh. You too, Rob. I can't wait to see the show on Saturday. Saturday night, ITV, we get to see Simon Gregson as... What's your drag name? Uh, B.D. Day Bardo. B.D. Bardo. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Cheers, Perfect. Simon. That was amazing. Cheers, Thanks, Simon. mate. Thanks, mate. Cheers, guys. Simon Gregson. Do you know what, what a Josh? lovely bloke. I never, obviously I knew who he was, but I never met him until that um, drag show that we did. Yeah. He's such a nice guy. Yeah, He's so bloke. funny, so nice. He was brilliant on the show as well. And um, yeah, just a really good, really good person. And for someone who's been on telly for 33 years and so famous, he's so level, level-headed. Would you, how would you feel if your daughters were playing football six nights a week, Rob? Would you find it thrilling or stressful? Or both. As long as they're enjoying it and they're focused and sort of engaged with it, then I don't mind because you've got to do something with your time. It, I mean, I was gigging that much when I was becoming a comedian. So yeah. if you've got a passion for it, I'd much rather my kids have a passion for something and we're out every night of the week doing it than them just sit at home going, I don't know what I want to do. 
Yeah. Yeah. And also, I love, it depends though, like, I love football. If it was rugby, I think I'd be livid. Oh my God, the thought of six nights of rugby a week. Luckily, oh, my genes have made sure that that's not going to happen with well, my, my children. My daughters really got, are quite good at swimming, so I'm a bit worried about that. Swimming's a boring one because you've got to sit in a fucking boiling room for all... Oh, God. Because I don't mind the outside watching the football when it's like bad weather because I get quite excited about buying the right clothes for it. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. A nice bit I, of fresh I'm always air. excited I see some park football if I'm running oh, past or something. I love it. I, I, drive, I slow down when I'm driving. I yeah. do an extra loop when I'm walking the dog if I see some park yeah. football. I love it. Yeah. I always dream of driving past a Sunday league game and seeing a goal going. Oh, yeah. What a thrill that Never is. Never happened. It's never happened. Um, um, but, uh, yeah, I, I rugby would do my fucking nutting. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, we'll see you on Tuesday. See you on Tuesday. Bye. Bye. 